0: Hello everyone, this is Headcase Podcast. I'm Stephanie Hoffman and I'm here with Mike Ortiz. Say hi Mike.
1: Hey, what's going on Steph? How you doing?
0: We are virtually meeting today because of this quarantine so a very different experience for both of us but it's a new normal I guess. It's crazy. It's so crazy. (laughs) Um, I mean really. Thank God for podcasts that you can actually do them from home because and then listen to them from home,
1: right? I know it's in there's like a lot of them coming out now, even during the quarantine. I keep seeing like new ones like popping up, yeah, it's wild, keep
0: rolling them out, yeah, hilarious. So, Mike, tell us all a little bit about you. Um, I mean, for those who don't know, obviously. I met you at Gotham, mm-hmm. and I learned some interesting stuff about you. And I just <laughs> had to get you on the show. So, just share a little bit of, a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, thanks, Stefan. I appreciate you having me on. Um, so, my name is uh, Mike Ortiz, and um, my the, part of the reason that you know we, we chatted, you had a guest that um, that her son had schizophrenia, and I um, I related to some of that um, because. Um, my mother and my brother uh, both uh, uh, have schizophrenia. They're both diagnosed schizophrenics. Um, so it's something that I've been dealing with uh, pretty much my whole life. Um, so uh, and the whole point is I really wanted to kind of, you know, stress the, you know, the awareness and, and just kind of talk about like, you know, what it's like, you know, to be a, a person that has, uh, you know, those people in your life and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. your loved ones and how to kind of, you know, handle situations and just help the best way you can and kind of promote awareness to, you know, other people that might be in the same situation. Um, if they have loved ones that do have schizophrenia and just kind of like just another like side and just another like, um, just perspective of another person of who deals with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, How old is your brother?
1: So, my brother is three years younger than me. I'm 34. So, he's 31.
0: Okay. So, growing up, um, when did you know, when did you find out your mom was schizophrenic? Yeah. Like, when was, like, the first time you kind of, I mean, were told or kind of realized, like, things were different?
1: Right. Um, Well, you kind of, like... over time, like you, you kind of like understand, like, you know, okay, things are a little bit different. Things are weird. Like my whole life, it's been, you know, since I was really young, Um, it, there's been a lot of situations where you just remember, you know, they say that it, it's hard to remember things, but like when you're like four or five, six, but you remember things that are really like, you know, off. Like, uh, my mom, when I, believe the first time I, I could think we had the uh, the police at her house and i was about five years old i would say and it was over mm-hmm. a situation where she accused my dad of like you know poisoning everything in the fridge and the fridge is speaking to her and just things that were like really off and the police were there and yeah. it was kind of like oh man and then as we grew up my mom had my brother and then you know she had a, things were good for a while and she her medication was stable and then Another situation I can remember is when I was probably, let's see, I want to say this is after my brother was born, so uh, I was like maybe five or six, and uh, she had another situation where, this time it was really bad, where she had to go away, and I remember her, like she, we had, she like went to like uh, some type of mental institution, it was in one of the hospitals in Rochester, it's where, it's where I'm from. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so they, it was like a separation, like uh my dad was and I were leaving the hospital seeing my mom and uh my mom was like reaching out to me and like saying oh stay and and I like and my dad was like saying okay no it's you know say bye your mother we have to leave and and it was like really like yeah messed up I'm like you know like why wow. why is mom not living and she lived there for I think she was there for like at least a week and a half um just to get her medication right she had another situation where the police had to be called and you know, she accused my dad of the, it's right. just she hear, she heard things. She, she, my mom's a paranoid schizophrenic. So
0: okay. she, and, and
1: in her situation, some people see things, some people hear things. Um, She, so it's, it's a lot of, it's a voices. Um, and what my mom does is she like picks up on things. She thinks people say things that they're not. So there's been a right. lot of different situations. Like uh, I remember uh, like, <laughs> like like uh, at a pizza shop, she got into a fight because she thought a woman was talking about her in line, and she she's like, "Hey, what? You, don't don't say these things about me." And then they got into a fight, or the a grocery store. It, it happened there too. She was banned from a local grocery store because she thought a woman was trying to take her cart, and then you know she punched the lady and oh, they got God. into a fight. And she she just she thinks people are talking about her, and because of that, you know, it's just it's a situation where like. Yeah, it's 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 so back. Sorry, I'm just like going like way off on a tangent here, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. but Uh, yeah. So she just uh uh. That I started to notice probably like I want to say like four years old is when I really like started kind of feeling like knowing like things were like different and you know my mom is is different from most moms.
0: Yeah, so I guess in a way you you probably had to grow up really fast in some ways because of that. Just, yeah. like, almost to, like, defend your mom at times, too, I'm sure, because you, I mean, she obviously trusted you, but when you're dealing with this disease where it does make you paranoid, you don't know, she probably didn't know who to trust at the end of the day, you know, right. even if she did know everyone loved her and her family. But um when did, when did she exactly get diagnosed had she been suffering with this from like her whole life or or was it a later yeah thing
1: yeah that's a good question she so she um um my mom was in an accident when she was like she was six years old she was in a car accident and she was in a coma for two weeks so oh wow uh, yeah after that then things changed like uh she's got she's uh one of five uh she's got uh, three brothers and uh, three sisters and a brother. And uh, after that, and she was like the second to youngest. So she's so my at least is the youngest. But um, so after mm-hmm. that, she she was kind of like really like everybody like kind of treated her like with like like really like they were scared like they wanted to treat her like uh fragile. She's very fragile. She was seen as very fragile from her with kid club. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There. That's kid club. Yeah. yeah. So after that, it's just and that's just kind of like she wouldn't get in trouble. Like her, her younger sister, man, at would have told me situations where like she would get in trouble. My mom wouldn't, uh, my mom had the, the house phone in her room and others didn't. So it, like life for her was a little bit different. Um, right. That might've played a factor into like her growing up and just kind of like, Oh, let it be like, you know, let, let, let Jackie do. And that's my mom's name is his Jackie. Right. Let her do like everything. So, but growing up, like, you know, I think for her, it was, it was a little bit harder, but, um, she got it. She was diagnosed. Um, after I was born. my father and her, they, you know, it, the, after the, like, it was just, you know, the, the kid gloves, but at the same time, it wasn't like, it wasn't bad, bad. Like there was no, like, I no, shouldn't say bad, but there wasn't like any serious things, but
0: episodes, yeah.
1: right. So, um, there, she did have, because of the accident, she did have like a, you had to put like a metal plate in her head and she, she was she had a concussion, so she was she was out she was, yeah so she recovered, but not fully for like that always that right. always be with her for the rest of her life. But um the schizophrenia happened and uh, like there's always a trigger with schizophrenia, so yeah. you they say it's genetic and um but there's always a trigger. And my mom's was uh, a postpartum depression after she had me, so like mm-hmm. later on that's when she's the, my dad started noticing like she would start hearing the refrigerator talking to her or she started people's you know saying things behind her back and that's kind of when things started like happening like uh, when i was like a baby um so that's yeah so we, she so about 20 for her uh she had me at uh 24 so yeah about 24 is when she uh 25.
0: wow yeah i feel like that is pretty a com- like more of a common prime like your mid to early 20s mm-hmm. when you kind of notice things but it's interesting like even the whole accident she had, like if that even played a part in it in some way. Yeah. Um kind of triggered any other underlying things. It's really weird how the brain works like that.
1: Yeah. No, but could have.
0: Um so how is it like for your dad, like were you it must have been really difficult for their marriage, obviously.
1: Yeah. Are they still together? Uh, they 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 divorced when I was like 20, 24. uh. So they were together uh-huh. for the, the long run, really. My my dad's yeah. a Mar- he, he's a marine, so like, and the he there's things that are embedded in them, the, like you know, the, right, the, a sense of duty. I think, and this is all just theory. Like my dad, just he's a real good guy. Like everybody loves yeah. him. He's super super laid back, super nice guy. So he he took his vows seriously. And, um, yeah, they, you know, they were together the, the whole, th- actually my mom wanted a divorce. That, that's as soon wow. as like, as soon as that happened, my dad's like, all right, you want a divorce? We'll do it. Um, but it, it's hard, you know, the whole situation, it's hard for her and the the whole thing. But for him, it's, you know, he dealt with it. He, he grew thick skin and he stayed positive. He, you know, he, he, la- like, he laughs a lot. And I think he laughs when he's like nervous sometimes too, like. Using it as a defense yeah. mechanism in some ways, uh, definitely, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I know he's 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 yeah. dealt with it. He, you know, he tried did did his best to to stay positive in the situation, and, and yeah, he dealt with it.
0: Cool that's guy. incredible because you know that it is like insignificant in health. so it is noble of him to um yeah. kind of hold down the family like that, and then obviously. Later going through like your brother's diagnosis, so how was that yeah um on everyone as well like did he kind of get diagnosed in his twenties as well
1: um actually it was his was earlier on about eighteen uh my brother was he was okay. he was senior in high school his trigger was and my brother was always a he's a he he, he took a little longer to 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 learn how to read and and uh he was on the um you know he in a lot of special classes, but um, right. I think me and I think we thought that there was a, something like he might have something going on like mentally from from that, but mm-hmm. it, the his didn't show until he was eighteen. Uh, he got into a fight. Uh, and it was a it was a big fight at school and and the stress and trauma from that fight. I think that's that's what triggered his uh his schizophrenia. So, um, oh wow, yeah, it, his is different though. I
0: had it, yeah. Oh, so is he, does he not have like paranoid schizophrenia?
1: My mom hears things. My brother kind of, my brother hears things, but he also, in in the beginning, he saw things. So I remember the first first night he was dying, like that when I knew he had schizophrenia, we were in, I remember I was... It was the day of the fight it was like nighttime i went and checked in on him like hey how you doing man and, and he didn't get seriously injured or anything it was like a fist fight but like and he, he actually won i would say but he uh, um right it's still the, the whole the stress of the situation but um i checked in on him and he was telling me like he had like um he had like a. um we had bunk beds, like, uh, and he had like uh, one part of the like the like old bunk beds, and I think there was like a broken like there's like a ladder piece. He had like a red like a red metal pole, and I'm like, what do you what's going on, man? And he's like, yeah. he's like, Mike, there's there's pythons in the room. And he's like, I want to make sure. Oh my it. god! So it was like, yeah, it was really. I remember that moment very specifically. Like these things, when you when you, you when these emotional things happen, you kind of like the the whole motion, like the the room. I remember it was his bedroom. It was like a blue room. It was dark, and he's lying in bed. Yeah. And just you really, it's just it burns in your brain these situations. And you're like, oh man. As soon as he said that, I'm like, I well, this is like my baby brother, and now he's like, you know, he's there's he's like mom now, and it's just like yeah. And you want to help him in, in everything, but, like, ugh, I was I was mad, I was upset, and I, I felt bad for him, and a lot of different emotions yeah. going on. I wanted to kill the kid, and it was... Uh, it
0: was right. Sort of, I mean, you feel kind of helpless. Yeah. Like you don't really... You've already watched your mom go through so much, too, and then you're kind of at square one again. Yeah. But...
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Did he, did he kind of... Um, understand when he was diagnosed like was he because i feel like it's hard to tell someone you know you're you're, you're schizophrenic like it's kind of hard I, I don't know how i would react it'd be like what are you talking about so how was he how did he take that
1: he's he's, he's monotone so he, he he took it in like a very like laid-back like way like right it, almost like you know this is happening, and, like, honestly, like, it, it's hard to read my brother, like, because he has, like, he'll say, yeah, okay, and then what he might take in and what people are saying, like, he has, like, there are other, like, voices that tell him things, too, like, that might say, oh, that's a lie, right. I don't have that, so, like, it's very hard getting the full truth from my brother, so... Right, he'll tell you like things to, to to appease you and and things like that. But to get deep with him is is it's very challenging. Um, so yeah, yeah, I he just you know, even to this day like there's still things that I I don't know. It, it's very hard to communicate sometimes. You know, well, we, there's things that we relate yeah. on and still banter and have fun about and talk about. But like it's just the that stuff. It's on and,
0: that deeper level. It's harder to mm-hmm. connect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, w- I'm wondering if like any, uh, like you said, he kind of like that fight sort of seems like that's what triggered it. I'm wondering, and it, I almost wonder if it was like a post-traumatic stress or something, but it's like, like, I feel like sometimes other underlying conditions can almost worsen the symptoms or something. And then mm-hmm. that's how it comes out. Yeah. And, and it's, just interesting that your mom and your brother both had these like significant incidences that you know caused like damage in some way. Because yeah. getting in a fight or getting in a car accident, and just like when, you know, how it triggers it is so you just don't know. It's just the brain is so crazy; you just don't know. One right. like what kind of a way is gonna bring out what. Issue when you hit your head or or whatever it is, but um, was your brother like open to you know getting treatment and help and things like that, or was he sort of resistant to that?
1: Yeah. Um. No. He's he, my brother. Works with like yeah. He's he's open to help, get help. He's very like open to 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 suggestion, like help and and things like that. Like so he'll he'll do it. Like. You know, hey, you know, his his name, my brother's name is is Will. I call him Willie, but he's, he's, he's all, yeah, you know, for medication, he willingly took the medication therapy to do the therapy. Um, That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's been there and willing to try different things. And um, my mom's a little bit more headstrong than my brother. My brother's more relaxed and open to things, but it's, they're, they're very
0: generational.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. No, that's, that's big part of that the
0: other generation doesn't take like seeking help as comfortably as our generation probably does but um how did your mom react like I could imagine that's a really weird dynamic for her that she you know she has schizophrenia and now her son has it and then she's you know it's hard. It's hard. Almost. She could give him advice, but it's also hard for her. Right. Probably. So how did, how did that go down?
1: Um, so with her and him, they, the two of them are, they have a special bond actually. Like they, they live together. Um, so they, oh. yeah, they, so she, it's not really upsetting. It's more of like a motherly, like comfort. Like, you know, I'm sure it's like she, she, we all kind of dealt with it in different ways. And, and to be honest with you, thinking back, I don't even, I'm trying to even remember if my mom and I had a deep conversation about the whole situation and scenario about what happened to him. Um, just because everything happened So, you know, I don't know. It, it was just, it was so different. Um, I, but thinking about it, they, they're in their, their bond and everything. It's just, she's yeah. very, she's always been there to help him, support him, whatever, you know, just, she's she gives him what like anything he wants needs suggests anything she's totally open and you know i'm sure it was if she did get upset about it she didn't show it she just you know right she opened open arms and okay we're gonna deal with this is kind of how we all you know handled it i was probably the more frustrated one out of anybody else but um yeah she's been there to handle it and, and help
0: that's pretty awesome that she was you know really there for him and and not kind of blaming herself and, you know, distancing herself from him for that or anything. So that's really that's like really nice. Like your family is so together. Right. When it's such a like complicated illness that it's hard to figure it out. So having like all these people all together on it is really awesome
1: yeah it's just it's different to how other people like think how this all went like my mom's family like they they don't they think this all happened from the accident they don't like a lot of them don't think it was like a genetic thing like uh they think it was like something that all like you know it's not it's she had this mental disorder way early on like that, that's the situation that called it the car accident. Like that's, they're all dead yeah. set on, and that's what it was. And it's not like a genetic thing, you know, I, I, I think right. it's a combination of, of a little bit of everything. I think it's genetic and a triggering factor, but, uh you
0: know. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's just so much we don't know about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: about these things that it's really hard to determine what it could be from because. I I feel like some people consider like them. It's like a mental disorder, or or it's um, like a psychological disorder. Yeah. just like the fine line.
1: There's fifteen. I, 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 I read articles, and I've always been reading articles and this stuff. But like, fifteen percent of people that have it get it from alcohol and drug abuse. Um, they say one percent yeah. of the population has it or will get it. So like twenty two million. And you have a ten percent higher increased chance of getting schizophrenia if someone else in your family has it too. So,
0: wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's, it's
1: wild. It makes me a little so, bit hesitant and fearful about you know having children myself in the future. It's something I, I've yeah I've been I dealing mean, with.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine why. Yeah. Um, but it's also it's. I mean, that's what's something that's really difficult for. You especially to deal with because you want to have like your your life and a family and live your life as best as you can. But you also do have to take take into consideration those things. But and then you also have to think about like who knows like all of the progress we'll make on the disease by the time you do have kids or or if if there is a chance that anything would even happen like you just don't know
1: right. Yeah. So is
0: your is your brother able to have relationships or anything, or is it is he just sort of still navigating
1: this as a priority? Yeah, that's a good question. So he's um yeah I, he's he's still yeah, My my brother he's very introverted. He's very solo. He likes to you know he. He's, He's social when he needs to be but for the most part he just wants to he wants to be home he wants to be home wants to play video games or like you know or you yeah. know watch movies like but in regards to you know relationships like you know females and all that and he's um he he's still he's not there yet I think um he's right. still figuring it out um it's it, it, it's tough but yeah so he's he's not in a relationship he, I, I don't know if he's I, if he has been in one and he hasn't told me <laughs> when we do chat, but um, right, yeah, I no, it's he's just he's not there yet. I think it's one of those situations where you really want to be more comfortable within yourself still if, until you really,
0: yeah, absolutely. You know. I mean, if you if you're still like figuring out what's going on with your own brain, right,
1: then
0: it's hard to really prioritize someone else's like emotions when your emotions are still. Not in check, and kind of you don't really know what's gonna happen. It's not. It's not like you just take you know medication and you're fixed forever. Right. It's kind of like ongoing battle, but very true. Your your dad and you must have developed a very strong bond because you two, everybody, the, the soldiers throughout this whole whole
1: journey that you guys have gone down, yeah yeah no he he's 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 awesome he i don't know what it would do without him he's been the backbone he's figured everything out like he's i i've really tried to use him as a role model um with uh with dealing with you know situations and 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 uh and everything like he's just he's amazing, even my mom's side they they love him he to this day he he still like he takes care of her um so he's, he like, uh, for example, um, he fixes things around the house. He'll they're divorced, but he'll still do things for her. He'll take her to the store or he'll help her out. Um, recently she, uh, she's gotten so many tickets say, to take her car away. So he, uh, kind of, he helps her out there. But, um, yeah, him and I, we've, you know, we've, I have a very, very, uh, you know, deep connection with my dad. I want to, we did, we did like a sales thing like a sales i used to do sales um for uh time warner back in back way back when and i was i won a trip uh, as a top salesperson thing and and i, I uh, most people took you know wives girlfriends and things like that and i i took him just because like he just he totally deserved it like if anybody yeah. deserves anything like i was even dating somebody at the time I'm like listen he, he's gotta go like so he we, needs a big- yeah <laughs> yeah so we, him and i are we have a, we have a deep bond um so yeah it's yeah he's 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 awesome
0: so how has he has he ever you know seen like therapists or anything throughout this in order to like keep it together or is it that just marine's mentality because i know it's almost like Mm -hmm. well people really that mentality is so strong like friends of mine listen to like ex-marine podcasts and things to, like <laughs> yeah. get through the day <laughs>
1: yeah no they're so. like there's so many like marines that are like these big like influencer people like but no he's yeah he, if he has seen somebody he hasn't t- told me he hasn't you know there's a lot of family that say he should see somebody and he definitely probably should but to my knowledge, he hasn't seen anybody. Uh, it's exactly yeah. what you said. I think he has that mentality where, like, you know, he's tough and he's been through this and that, and um, yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he wants to. I don't think it's for him, yeah. in his mind. It's worth his time, but definitely he should. Right. I've told him before, but
0: yeah, yeah. Some some people just you know deal with it in different ways and don't really need. If if he seem if he seems Okay, and like handling it on his own, and there's no reason to like push him into anything. Like, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, and also again, it's totally generational. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: you're totally right. He does the, the gym. So, so he's got like a home gym. So I think he he a lot of the you know stuff he deals with, he takes it out, like just works out, and I think that's a and his, yeah. his outlet.
0: Physical activity. Yeah, that's that's smart.
1: Actually. Yeah. And what about yourself? Have you ever seen a therapist or anything? Um, when I was little when I was diagnosed my my mom was uh, my mom you know had it. Uh I think when I was like I remember this is another thing that you that you're embedded in your brain when you're like really little. I want to say I was like maybe yeah. four, maybe like I they they put me in a room and they the I don't know if you ever seen saw the ink block tests. They show me yeah. Like, these little these these like a little white frames with like the blotches and they like they asked me what do i see and i remember i was like you know i was like oh a butterfly a cookie monster i they, i try relating it to sesame street characters i'm pretty sure <laughs> um, really yeah, yeah. I, they think they were just they kind of see like you know what your mental state is dealing with it like if you're angry sad or whatever so yeah
0: like if your anxiety is taking over or not
1: mm-hmm. yeah so um besides that um I tried becoming a police officer uh, when I was 19 and I actually failed the mm-hmm. psychological evaluation because like they like a lot of like they got like the, the therapist was actually asking me questions about my mom a lot during it. And he was like, and that's the reason why I failed. They said I should probably see a therapist over my mom. And I have, I saw a therapist for a, a, a bit. Um, I didn't think it really helped too much. And I don't know, I probably should keep seeing one and I, I have my own outlets too. like just like my dad. I do yeah. like they do physical activity and I've friends. I just talk to them about my mom and they all know. My friends from back home. They they're really cool with her and, and and they uh they understand the situation. So if I ever need to talk about something, I I my friends are like my therapists. I just let them all know. They give yeah. me their opinions and I feel good afterwards.
0: Yeah, I mean sometimes like the like therapy is not the solution for everyone by any means. And sometimes it takes like multiple therapists to even find the right one, one that fits. Um, which is already like an exhausting process when you yeah. can't find the right one. But it it is sometimes like having like a scheduled set time to talk to someone when about like your mom or your brother when you don't necessarily want to talk about it bad day is kind of hard sometimes because yeah. you, you know like that's when you can you know talk to your friends and or your dad or something mm-hmm. and you don't want to make it your whole life about schizophrenia like it is a big part of what you go through but it's not your whole life especially you in particular so i can see that you like you want to, you know, deal with it in the moment and then like move on with yourself and mm-hmm. move on with your day.
1: Yeah, it's exactly so, what it is. Yeah,
0: um, that's that's about the police academy though. It's fair law. <laughs> <loss. laughs>
1: yeah, no, I, I'm I'm happy it worked out. I I'm, I like Gotham. Gotham's pretty cool. I'm I'm happy. It did, I ended up doing sales and traveling and going to all these different places. And I probably would still be in Rochester right now if I ended up being a cop. But now, you now we're over here in New York City. Mm, I mean, everything's crazy right now, but (laughs) it's usually pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's actually, it's, like, sometimes you get what you need and not what you want at the time, and then it ends up being for the best.
1: Yeah, that's true. Very true.
0: And, And how has, like, the rest of your family been in terms of, like, talking about schizophrenia? Like, are they kind of, like... You know, they sometimes people just don't. It's like brushed under the rug, yeah. kind of. Like, is that how it is with? Yeah, a lot of the family. They're pretty
1: open about. That. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I would say it's more brushed. Like, it's it's definitely, it's not talked about. It's it's like we we all know it. We don't, but we we. Everybody's got their theories and everybody sticks to their theories, especially the older generation. They all think what they want to think, and there's no, you know, changing them, the science right. and all that stuff. So, like her sisters and her brother, they have their stances on the whole situation. And it's, yeah, it's tough. It's gotten to the point where it's like, um, uh, and my mom, so. the the thing with schizophrenia is a lot of the times people become dependent on certain things like addiction happens to cope with the, the, you know, the mental illness. And so my mom is a smoker. She's been a smoker since God, I want to say I was like six, seven years old. And I've been Mm -hmm. that my mission was to get her to quit for a long time. And I just, I remember when I was a kid, I was in grade school. I think I was like, maybe like 11 or 12. And like, uh, um, she like, uh, I, I took her pack of cigarettes and I like threw it in the trash. I remember this. And then like later that day, I got a call like the, 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 I got a call that afternoon. I was in school and like the teacher like pulled, like took me to like outside the room and she's like, your, your mom's on the phone. You want, you want, to, you want, and so I, I talked to her and, and she was like screaming and he's like, where are my cigarettes? And I'm like, and like I told her where they were. I'm like, they're in the trash. And then she, she found them and then. And then, I, like, I just started bawling. And then my teacher took me outside, oh, wow. and it's just like, it, it's one of the, it's you try, you try so hard, and I feel bad for her too because like she just she's trying to cope with this, and this is her way of doing right. it. So it was just, it was so hard. Um, but yeah, um, so her smoking, like her house, like, well, it just it smells like cigarettes. So her family doesn't want to go there, and it, it it's gotten to the point where like she's a pack rat and there's just things that made it so that she's a she's a lot to handle and her her mental state like she it's she becomes a liability at family gatherings to the point where her older sister who's like 70 now doesn't she's not invited to like christmas anymore because of the the scenario so it's like yeah it's it's hard but everybody's dealing with I, but I see things from both sides. Like I feel awful and I was super pissed when this first happened. This is, this started like three or four years ago, but then I started seeing it from my aunt's perspective as well. So it's, it's tough. Yeah. And they, but the thing is, I don't want to say it's all bad because they take her out on their birthday. They, they, they'll, they'll take her to restaurants, like, and stuff like that. And, and they'll, they'll still keep that connection with her, like her sisters and her brother. And my mom will buy them gifts right. and stuff. So it's, it, it, I don't know. It, it, it's it's tough, yeah. but it, it it works. Like it's really, it's strange. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, family holidays are already yeah so complicated. So it's mm-hmm. like probably of that the best anyway. Yeah. I mean, even families without mental illness in them are probably better off separate. Right. At <laughs> big families, there's always like some drama. Yes. But yeah that is I mean that's tough I I mean as long as I guess like your mom kind of understands where people are coming from and and isn't too hurt by it then then I guess there's nothing really like anyone can do but I do see what you mean where you kind of like look at both sides and you're like more understanding about it after
1: right yeah it's so
0: tough. how has, how have they been like in, you know, in medications and like that whole thing, like trying new medications? Cause I know they come out with like new medications mm. for, for these things a lot.
1: Yes. And
0: pre- frequently. So are they like open to, you know, trying like brand new drugs that are said to be really effective or do they, are they more
1: hesitant? Good question. So my mom is hesitant. I remember there's a drug called like the, my mom did gets a shot. A shot basically, so you don't have to worry about her not taking her medication because she's not very. She doesn't want to change. She's so my mom is so it's hard. She has changed her medications. Haldol was the drug of like generation one drug schizophrenia, but it's got such negative side effects. Like it could immobilization and there's 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 they keep finding these. Thing so she had to switch to a generation two drug, but she still gets a shot. And my brother, he takes he's his his medication changes all the time, just like you said. And he's totally willing whatever the doctor recommends, he just does. So usually he, he takes yep. his in pill form. Um, but yeah, both of them take their medication. Uh, my mom, she goes in for a shot and tip typically there have been situations where she didn't want to go. And if she doesn't go, then, then there's, uh, um, we usually have to deal with, uh, one of these scenarios where she has like a situation where like, you know, uh, she's an outburst or, or something happens, but she, right. that hasn't happened in a long time. So she gets a shot and she doesn't want to change. She wants to keep it that way. She has changed from held all to these second generation drugs. They, they keep changing. Um, I forget the the R, the last one, the one she's – I'm pretty sure she's on now. And then my brother, like I said, his medication changes all the time. I think like a couple months ago they changed him from his one medication to this new one. But just like you said, there's so many great medical advancements going on with with schizophrenia and and drugs that people can take to help. So my brother is all about the change, and my mom is is slow to it or pretty much unwilling.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I get that. But, yeah, there is all the – totally depends on the person too and yeah. how the how the drugs work. But do yeah. they work like closely with doctors? Do they have yeah. do you guys have good medical team, you know, kind of monitoring everything?
1: Yeah. So um there there there's a lot of great programs uh for people that, that do have schizophrenia. Like they have my my mom has a, a social my brother they both have social workers. They have a, a therapists. Um they, they yeah. see them like every every month or so Um, I know, I know my mom's Shirley, she's a sweetheart. So like, you know, they, 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 they they hang out with them. They stop by the house, they pick them up. My brother's does all these different types of programs. He worked at the soccer field. Like they have different programs where you can like, um, where, uh, the government gives businesses like, uh, an incentive. They pay the, the government pays the business or gives them tax write-offs and pays the business for Giving providing jobs for people that are disabled, and my brother has has that's done a couple awesome. jobs like that. Yeah, yeah, no, it it's pretty cool. So he worked at a soccer field. He worked at a grocery store. Um, so the the jobs aren't you know super hard, so they can handle them. But at the same time, it just, Right. yeah. So yeah, they they're Get in all integ- kinds of programs.
0: Yeah. yeah, integrates them into like normal society.
1: Yeah, exactly. My brother had his own just, apartment too for like, a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what's tough. It's, like, having this illness, you want to be able to just, like, be with other people, and it kind of almost puts everyone in this other category. Yeah. And, like, socially, like, everyone's a little different. Like, it depends on how... I mean, it totally depends on how the symptoms affect you, but... Yeah. even in you know I talked to one of my friends a while back on the podcast about um how she went to a mental hospital and it was so interesting she said like they just kind of threw like everyone in there Mm -hmm. no matter what issue they had and and that's like it was mind-blowing to me that they don't you know I think there's no reason people's mental illness can't live in the same world as everyone else. But when you're treating it, it has to be treated like separately and, you know, understood separately and not just like thrown all together. So I think that's like, there is a lot they could do to, you know make mental institutions a lot better yeah but
1: i feel like that might even hurt people too if you have certain medical conditions and you're like in with certain other people these other ones like that might even cause more harm
0: oh definitely and it just like reinforces the stigma i feel like too that you know because you have like i feel like it's like when you have psychotic breaks or episodes it doesn't mean you're a psychotic person and that's like the difference you know it's like there's that stigma where oh they you know they have they have schizophrenia and they have these like hallucinations or they hear voices and people think that they associate that with being psychotic but it's like there there is a difference there it's not like it's not like you're a danger to people necessarily
1: or you're
0: even a danger to yourself you're just having episodes that you can't control
1: yep no i totally agree it's not their fault and yeah so how
0: how are how was it for you growing up like with other people i mean you obviously have these great friends and a stable you know support system but there are always you know those kids growing up who say things that are just kids are mean so yeah do you ever experience that kind of you know bullying in a sense
1: right right um thinking back to when i was a kid um with my mom and other kids my mom like back then like she was a little off like in, in you know a little bit, like she her medication like they nailed it, like she actually was like you know well, what better put together i to be honest, yeah. I'm really trying to think of a time when my mom was like kind of like there have been times when yeah, i've got, yeah, actually you know, now I really think about it, yeah, there have been times where um people have said things um about my mom and in in and I, and of course I I want to defend her because like you know it's it's not her fault you know that she does things or say things that you know are a little off or don't make sense. So there have been situations okay. where, where when I was younger where kids have said things. Um, and of course you uh, you know if you to defend her too. You know, so my mom and you know she can't help the situation, but it's yeah, it's more <laughs> it's more my mom like. I could think of more situations where my mom, like, uh, you know, accused one of my friends of stealing or, like, or, um, yelled at a kid for something. Or, like, my, my mom was pretty, she's pretty hardcore. She could, she could handle right. herself. If anybody said anything to her, to her, she would, she would dish it back. <laughs> but, uh, when it came to yeah. talking behind her back, that's, that's when I, I handled it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's tough. And, and she's, she's great. Like granted this, everything and all the, I'm telling you all these crazy stories where cops came and she's done things, but she's got the biggest heart in the world. And you know, she's done a lot of good things too. And she's taught me a lot about, you know, treating people respect and love and just be nice, kind to people. And just to smile, just smiling at people, like really can change the, like the way they view you and things. But yeah, no, there, there have been situations where,
0: Oh, so smile can change someone's whole day and like turn their whole day around.
1: Mm-hmm. It's so true. Smile's great. Um
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, Mike, thank you so much for talking to me. This has been very interesting.
1: Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you uh you having me on stuff and this is and it's been this has actually been really nice and helpful for me, like talking about these things. Like a lot of these things I some of these things I haven't talked about like in a really long time. So it's just yeah. It it really helped me too. And I really appreciate it. And like I said, this awareness, like if anybody like, and if anybody like, you know, want needs someone to reach out to that's dealing with a family member that has schizophrenia, you know, feel, feel free to email me, uh, M or T's or T A Z at Gotham podcast studio, G O T H A M podcast, P O D C S T studio, S T U D I O dot com, And I'd, I'd love to chat with you because I know it's hard.
0: I'll definitely link your, your contact on there and everything because that's that's really nice it's like good to be helpful to other people and then they're helpful to you and you know spreading the spreading the word about what's going on with this stigmatized illness it's really important i think that people start understanding it especially one that is very stigmatized in comparison to other ones so
1: absolutely i totally agree with you
0: All right, well, we'll definitely talk again, and I'll have you back on.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, Steph. Appreciate your time. Thanks, everybody. Anytime. Awesome.